George Bush to do this? Well, oh. um, he is the he is the he is the original <laughs> author of this script. He's the original <laughs> author of 9/11 because he did it yeah. without with yeah without yeah. Bush. They were no stealing script. his IP 9/11 mm. without permission. <laughs> That's right. Before before George Bush, there actually wasn't a September 11th or a 9th of November. He invented both dates. <laughs> Do you guys know, want to know something crazy? Mm. My brother was born on 9-11 a year after in the city of New York. Yeah. Nine months after. Exactly. Yeah. He was conceived on <laughs> people, people always say I have 19 fathers. Um, <laughs> 20 if you include Dick Cheney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, there actually mm-hmm. was a twentieth hijacker, wasn't there? There was the guy who didn't he like didn't get on his plane or something, so he couldn't be involved. He did. That yeah. should be a scene. Oh, like the guy who broke his foot the day of the oh, Olympics. God, imagine yeah. being late to nine <laughs> <laughs> eleven. Yeah. Now that's Seinfeld. Yeah. I overslept nine eleven. What do you do if you miss the flight you're supposed to hijack? <laughs> you call in. You get on a later flight. What do you do? <laughs> do you, when you get on the later flight, do you ask for an upgrade? <laughs> do you go hijack a train? What do you do? <laughs> Fly like Jed Blue to the hijacking. Yeah. I, gotta, I, I gotta hijack this bus to the other airport, and then maybe I can get my hijack. <laughs> you know, there's a connecting flight in Chicago. If I if I leave now, I can still I, catch it. I can crash that plane at the same time. Well, and then the last thing you want is an inefficient hijacker. Yeah, that is very true. That is the last thing you want. Well, that's why when you when you sign up to be a hijacker, they make you do all those psychometric tests, like quick maths and stuff. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you want you want a hijacker to be a team player. Yeah, they, they make you do the yeah. Myers Briggs before they'll let you hijack anything. <laughs> Absolutely, they're like, "There's no here at Al Qaeda. We believe there is no I in team." Yeah, so there's an I in TFJ. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what's really interesting, actually, is that uh, no int J's went into work that day. <laughs> <laughs> but there is an I in nine eleven. If you write it in Roman numerals. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hello. Let's get going. Hello. And welcome to yet another very special but bonus. 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 Oh, you guys do that on this one too, huh? Yeah, we do. We do, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, episode <laughs> of Masters of Our Domain, a podcast that is notionally about Seinfeld. Um, th- this week we're doing something very special. We are doing a table read of the Seinfeld 9-11 script uh, that was written on spec uh, by Billy Domino, who I believe is a screenwriter and yeah. fan of Seinfeld. Um, and uh, it's it's very good. Yeah. I was going to say, actually, having having perused the script before starting, because I'm a professional, anytime mm. I do a table read, I give the script a light peruse before I, I sit down and subject everyone else to my professionalism. <laughs> look, at the, look at this fucking guy. Look at this reading fucking guy. stuff yeah. fucking the peruser. My immediate My immediate reaction was, this is good. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good script. Yeah, it really captures good. the voice of the show well. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I would he knows exactly what he's seen doing. Them make this. Yeah. yeah. So as you can as you can hear, it is as usual, uh, me, Milo Evans. I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And as you have definitely <laughs> heard, we are joined by Riley Quinn. Hi. Hi. There he is. Uh, and uh, we're also joined from from America, from <laughs> from the Big Apple, by. <laughs> uh, Matt Matt Lubchansky. How are you Shawadi doing? Shawadi <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's me. The 20th Hijacker hey, himself. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're also joined in studio by a very special friend of the show, Olga Koch. 
What's up? Hey. Yeah. Um, uh, we saw Olga in person today for the first time in months. And came all at That's once. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that is right. Yeah, it's actually pretty disgusting. I'm covered in gum. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you That's guys were <laughs> <laughs> um, No spoilers. Episode, that is actually a line from the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. One of the one of the lesser known effects of uh, of nine eleven. Um, <laughs> so um, Riley just texted me saying, "Can I clarify that the um, coming part was a joke because he's doing no nut April?" I didn't text. I texted that to Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, cut that. <laughs> Stop cut in- the cum part. Stop intercepting my phone. Um, okay, sorry. I was fucking around with the mixer. Um, I, I guess you just said okay uh, and leaned away for a while. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Time for me to go. Time for me to go. <laughs> time for me to go right. and press some buttons. I love to do a pregnant okay and then not follow it up with anything. That's the comedy mm. rule of threes. Is you say okay, then you wait for three seconds and then you just forget about it. A pregnant right. okay. Say forget about yeah. it properly. Yeah, when you say you just, uh, you just, you just it. fail to remember about it. Yeah. A pregnant okay is like an okay that is said with an intonation as though it's going to be followed with something. Mm. And like then a pregnant you pause. Don't. I yeah, thought exactly. a pregnant okay was one that you've just come in. Yeah. It's sex talk. A pregnant okay is one that's about to give birth to us. So, oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's good. No, I like that. That's cute. That's that's very cute. Get this. I'm a professional comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Having a couple of beers as well. Um, Riley, would you like a beer? No, my tummy hurts. Aww. 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 Can this podcast be any more relatable? <laughs> <laughs> Wait until we get into the 9-11 stuff. <laughs> um, that's, when, that's when it really hits the fan, baby. Yeah, that's when the relatability goes through the roof. Like, Shall- so, many, like so many plans. <laughs> Absolutely. Like how the plan was to hijack another plane and fly it directly down into the roof. <laughs> directly into the sun. Um, what what is that a call? <laughs> We're going to fly a plane into the sun. Yeah, that'll teach him. That would have shown the great Satan. Yeah. It, I think it probably would have done. To be yeah, fair, if you blew up the sun. Yeah, with a bow. Well, with a Boeing, no less. Yeah. How do you expect to continue to maintain a global empire if there's no sun? Yeah. Well, the, the Matrix question. asks that very question. The Boeing is mm. one of your more unethical planes. Yeah. Yeah, because it was built by Mr. Hands. Who would have been working at Boeing at the time of 9-11, I believe. Mr. Who? Mr. Hands, what, the horse? Yeah, the guy who was fucked to death by a horse. He was you an engineer Boeing? at Boeing, yeah. Huh. His name that was, was Mr. Hands? That's trivia. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was I mean, what was particularly it's... funny about that story was that he was like a very high-placed like engineer at Boeing. You know, like, oh, that guy day, made like 100 grand a year. I mean, you know, it's just like, it's in MTV music videos, they would have like little facts pop up, and as you watch yeah. Mr. Hands, it just pops up. I mean, it's it's insanely unsurprising that he lived in the Pacific Northwest if he's a Boeing oh, guy. Yeah. That's, that's like a yep. real Seattle way to die is you get fucked to death by a horse. Is a is a is a stereotype I'm inventing right now on air. Well, it turns out he chose Welcome very well because in well, Washington State at the time they didn't have any laws against bestiality. What were they going to do? Put his corpse in jail? Well, the thing is, he was dead, but there was another guy who was making the video. Uh-huh. And so I heard the story in two different languages. <laughs> <laughs> he did it on the Russian pod. Yeah, that's right. That's, 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 
That's what it's like to be a third culture kid with a podcast is you keep hearing the Mr. Hand story in various languages. <laughs> That's the diaspora experience. I'm thinking about them yeah. doing a cadaver synod with the guy who got fucked to death by a horse. And I think, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about Mr. Hands. I'm talking the legal precedent it set. Okay. <laughs> it set many legal precedents. Welcome to Masters of Our Domain, the podcast about Mr. Hands. <laughs> it might as well be. Um, but yeah, they, they, so they had to. They tried to get the guy who made the video on animal cruelty, and his defense team successfully argued that the horse was clearly enjoying itself. Huh. They, they successfully argued, "Is there a Mrs. Hands?" <laughs> <laughs> they got him on adultery. With the horse. Yeah, that's right. No, they got the horse on adultery. Yeah, comes back to its to its uh, stable, and there's its horse wife is there, and like a. Uh, like a pink bathrobe with its mane and curler. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Nothing, Mr. nowhere. Hands. Mm. We've managed to do the law crossing a bridge from Mr. Hands into what would basically just be a BoJack Horseman episode. So, I was more thinking of like uh, early EastEnders where what's his name's always getting hit with a rolling pin. Is there a horse that talks on EastEnders? I haven't I watched know. a lot of it. There's no one. No one gets hit with a rolling pin either. What are oh, you sorry, talking about? I'm thinking about? of the Simpsons parody of EastEnders. That's on. <laughs> which oh. called, I was uh, going to say, how up. the fuck do you know about EastEnders? I was immediately <laughs> suspicious of this. Uh, the, yeah, the Simpsons parody of a British sitcom called "Do Shut Up." And <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah that was the biggest go. show in Britain in the nineties. Yeah, that's right. I don't anyway, know EastEnders because so I'm a British friend who won't keeps yeah. telling me about it. Here's when we find out that Riley does not know what EastEnders is. <laughs> yeah. I love I love having Riley on the show because Riley is more anxious about the podcast staying on track than either of us are and it's our <laughs> podcast. Um, That's right. But uh, yeah, I guess let's let's just, uh, let's just read let's just and we can we can hit the riffs as we go. Shall we do a cast list or a cast list person is is long. Um, or just to say who's doing which voice. Okay, so uh, I'm going to do Jerry. Okay. Phoebe's going to do Elaine. I am. Uh, Matt is going to do George. That's right. Um, and Riley's going to do Kramer. And Olga is going to do the, Newman. The other, th- the other also, 36 parts. <laughs> and also everyone else. Um, Riley's also going to do the stage directions. That's right. I have, to, I have to do Elaine in respect for Hot Girl Summer. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm, rep- I'm basically reprising my role from Trash Future where I will be providing the uh, scaffolding and direction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also, I'm not doing a voice. Mm. I'm not doing a voice. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to do a voice either because uh, I can't uh, do voices. We, no. I can't Who knows do a George. who it would come out as, though? I can't do a George, but I, I can do a correct sort of like New York pronunciation of things, and I will okay. be mm. doing so. And I'm glad right. that we're being respectful of Hot Girl Summer and not of the victims of September 11th here. <laughs> that is really right. good to me. 9-11 was the end cool. of the first Hot Girl Summer. Oh God. Okay, well, let's go. It, it was a perfect hot girl day, not a cloud in the sky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guy, guy standing there on 9 11 just going, This is a hell of a gender reveal. Uh, and then five minutes later, it's twins. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, Thank that you. is good. That's just when Milo good. again pr- reminds us that he is a professional comedian. I don't need to remind that, 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 you. After right. a joke that good. You're, you're right. That is good. I <laughs> yeah, am right. a professional comedian. That's right. Milo, professional comedian Edwards. Uh, right. He actually does have a uh, number 10 Downing Street card as a professional comedian to the prime minister. That's what, um, that's what like uh, angry dads do in my mentions is if I do a viral tweet, they just reply with comedian in quotation marks. And it's like, oh, wow, you wound me, sir. You finally got me. You got me on job description. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Just like they got Mr. Hands. 
That's <laughs> right. It was on. A, <laughs> it was on a tax thing. Got done by the IRS. My reply, guys, just tell me how they wish I choked on their dick. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. They they wish because their dicks are quite small. Yeah. And because their wife won't let them. Hey, oh. <laughs> yeah, all that kids. My favorite one of your reply. We've talked about this before. Which my favorite one? of your reply guys are the ones who will be like, oh, you better want to straighten out that towel. They're <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the kind of, you see a thing in the corner. It's yeah, like, they're it's, zooming, yeah. it's a hot pick of me. But then in the corner, there'll be like a towel. And he's like, mm, is that too many towels? And meanwhile, in your head, you're like, ooh, he didn't even notice this picture of my ankle. This guy's oh. different. <laughs> Thank God he didn't notice my picture of Dorian Gray on the wall behind me. <laughs> yeah. Recently, my favorite type of reply guy is responding to a hot picture of me with uh, the state of your replies right now. Am I right? Oh, you must be getting really a lot of really cr- crude <laughs> messages. Stop reading out my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, the, I'm not like other guys. Yeah. One. Uh, oh, yeah. And then oh, to be fair, cute. you go on a date with them right it's away. True. It's yeah. true because they are not mm. like other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I offer to choke on their cough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, nothing please. like my wife, Mrs. Hands. <laughs> I, w- I wish you didn't live in Hertfordshire, or I'd come and have, I'd come and see you right now. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, that's that reply guy who lives in West Sussex. Um, <laughs> it's a very particular kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Riley, do you want? Are you going to read like oh, uh, yeah. scene descriptions as do well? Thing. All right. Uh, interior, uh, leather bar, night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Riley's, Riley's goofing around here. He's reading. He's reading stuff that's not on the page. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was reading a different script. Um, interior comedy club night. Riley wrote the spec Seinfeld while they go to Bergheim. Um, <laughs> you think they ever get backed up at the gates of heaven? Too many people die at once. It just overwhelms the system. It's got to be like the DMV on a Friday. Everyone take a number. You'll be judged in the order you slip the surly bonds of earth. God's angry at Saint Peter. What's going on? Keep the line moving. I've got three angels on vacation. What do you want? All these poor souls just standing around reading old magazines. This is taking an eternity. I could have been in hell by now. Actually, no, if it's a 9-11 episode, surely it's like slowed down and sad. So, act one. Minor key Seinfeld theme tune. Act one. Interior, Yankees conference room, day. George and other employees stand among the NYPD and FDNY. Mr. Wilhelm stands before the room next to a fire captain. A banner reads, United We Stand, Thank You Heroes. We have all been shaken by last Tuesday's horrific events. But through the darkness of September 11th, the light of our brave firefighters and police officers shines through. George is in the crowd next to a large firefighter. He looks up at the man with a beaming smile. Selfless men and women are heroes to us all. George nods his head to the firefighter and pats him on the back. The firefighter is slightly uncomfortable. And I could not be prouder to thank them on behalf of the entire Yankees family. Applause from the audience. Woo! George grabs the firefighter's hand to shake it and goes in for a hug, but it's too much. Now please, help yourselves to coffee and pastries. George gets in line for the, for the spread behind a police officer and a firefighter with his arm <laughs> in the sling. This is where it gets really like what, like America after nine eleven. Okay, but now for the pastries. <laughs> Remember there was that uh, there was that hotel that did uh, that did like free pastries in honor of nine eleven, like on the fifteenth yeah. anniversary. Yeah, I wish they still did that. Yeah, it was the free cookies. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for remembering the the fallen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a George line. Mm-hmm. Please, after you, sirs. Thank you. Literally, the least we could do, unless you want us to do less. If you wanted, if you truly wanted less, I'm sure we could find a way. 
<laughs> the firefighter and officer nod. What's with this guy? So, an interesting week. These have been the worst four days of my life. Horrible, horrible. And yet, it must be just a little exciting. Excuse me? Well, men in your profession, they want to save lives, face danger head on. If ever there was a time. Buddy, I watched the South Tower collapse on half of my engine. You're saying I wanted that to happen? No, no, I'm just suggesting. Suggesting what? You've got a big mouth, you son of a bitch. He swings at George with his good arm. George ducks and the firefighter falls forward onto the table, collapsing it. He moans. The room is stunned. George! (laughs) Interior, monks, day. Jerry and George are in the booth. Each table has an American flag. Jerry's mouth is agape. George is almost in tears. (laughs) What? I love the way that, like, that the, the more they describe what America was like immediately after 9-11, you realize they put all the American flags on the table and never took them away. <laughs> like, it's just stayed at this. Um, Every construction helmet in New York City still has an American flag on it. It is bizarre. The real first responders, the construction yeah. workers. Yeah. <laughs> we had to rebuild the Twin Towers on the same day. Yeah, there was an emer- emergency construction workers response force that was actually going to wanted to build, uh, th- rebuild the twin towers as the planes were still crashing into them. Uh, but frantically uh, repairing yeah. the tower. Yeah, it's still good. It's still good. But they were they weren't allowed to because of the politically correct mayor. What happened is they just like showed up and pointed out and just went, "Look, the last guy you had in here did a right bang up job." Mm. <laughs> oh, sorry, they were British builders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a big job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the trouble, yeah, the trouble you've had here is uh, is a plane in it. That's uh, us. Oh, mate, you've had some you've had some hijackers through here, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a real real ton of cowboys. Nineteen thousand cowboys. That explains why the new tower is all the cobbling on the outside, the pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did a giant one world trade center. It's just like a pebble dash council block. It's one hundred nine yeah, right. stories tall. <laughs> It's got one. It's got one of those awful, like, um, modern pubs at the bottom of it mm. as well. That's like just a terrible, it's, like the William Shakespeare. Oh God, yeah, I know exactly the one you're talking about. The one uh, in in Angel. That's exactly what I'm thinking about. I was thinking that there's a William Shakespeare in Barbican, I think, or the Shakespeare. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. which is also in the bottom of this. We have a. Block. There's a horrible yeah. one of those in like the 20s in New York called like Churchill's. That's all Winston Churchill shit. And there's quotes of Winston mm. Churchill playing in the bathroom and shit. Oh, wait, wait, so sorry. Nice. Like, there are quotes <laughs> playing in the bathroom, like recorded quotes. <laughs> like recorded quotes so, of like, Winston Churchill. While in the you're sitting, yeah. while you're sitting, you know, having a shit. Yeah, you're you're listening to him saying, "We'll fight them on the beaches." And nothing, <laughs> nothing taught the Fuhrer more than the fact that we all did a line off the Lucy's. Yeah, I, like, um, you know, I am pretty sure. Uh, you know what? You know what time it is. It is Phoebe's fact corner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be. A it fact. may not be facts. <laughs> it might just be a thing that it she might thought just of. be something which I read somewhere and yeah. misremembered. Um, a factoid. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, we had a whole discussion <laughs> about the meaning of the word factoid <laughs> in the last episode. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Uh, the I think it, I think it is the we will fight them on the beaches speech that like everyone's heard is mm. a Churchill impersonator, like the version oh. that you have heard because the there was a huge yeah. there was a huge yeah. f- in the bathroom there was a hu- <laughs> there was a huge fire at the BBC archives and loads and loads of stuff was destroyed, including I believe the original version of that speech. <laughs> William Hague, Josh Barry. Okay, archives. how is there not a Mr. Yeah. Bean movie about that? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm afraid, no, that movie was lost in the very same fire it was supposed to portray. But he can't say words. Mr. Bean died in like 2005 and got replaced by an impersonator. There is like the new Mr. Bean just knocking around. Oh my God. You know, no Mr. Bean's died on 9 11. Like, what the fuck? I mean, that is true. That is true. Mr. Bean's in the airplane toilet trying to clean his socks. Like, what's going on? He just tumbles out of the plane into the into the stairwell and just walks down. Mr. Bean's sitting on top of the plane on an armchair trying to control it with like wooden sticks. Mr. Bean was the 20th hijacker who just slept through his alarm. Chasing after the plane with his suitcase in one arm. Oh god! Okay. The really stupid hijacker who takes a suitcase. <laughs> Thinks, oh yo, what are we doing after nine eleven? You want to get you want to get a uh, dinner or something? <laughs> the hijacker's just looking at you like, what the fuck? Oh, like, oh, we're in Manhattan. Come on, let's go to let's go to the Hard Rock Cafe. Go shopping. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's that's great. We're gonna oh. catch cats. Yeah. No, oh, we're done. We're gonna be in the World Trade Center. We're gonna be right in the center. The center go of it all, Jerry. Yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna reset the scene. Speaking of Jerry, <laughs> interior, monks, day. Jerry and George st- and are in the booth. Each table has an American flag. Jerry's mouth is agape and George is almost in tears. What? What? It must be exciting. Exciting. Hey, I'm sorry you watched thousands of people die, but boy, that must have got the old adrenaline pumping. They don't know how good they have it. My whole life, I've wanted to be a hero. Here, it just calls it, falls into their laps and they don't even appreciate it. One of these days, I'm going to sell your brain to a medical school. They'll discover 50 new complexes. It could be the key to all mental illness. <laughs> Elaine enters and sits next to George. Hey. Hey. What's wrong with you? Everything. Can I just, can I just uh, interrupt here, my, my say Your Jerry Seinfeld sounds like a patrician country club guy. This is... This is yeah. what I said on the um, when last time I was on this show like, to him like also, and said, it has not improved sound, at all. You sound like someone who has a kid called Milo the Third, and that you're like, <laughs> you, I have three kids and they're all called Milo. <laughs> well, no, your dad's called Milo, you're called Milo, and then oh, okay. your t- son's called Milo the Third. Right, and you know, he, for sure, and he's been a, he's been in and out of rehab three times uh, in, in before uh, graduating high school, but is also a world champion like sailboat racer. That's and he's what about that to shut down the teen like. center for good. Yeah, your voice sounds like that guy. Interesting. Uh, well, anyway, I'll be continuing <laughs> with the voice. Uh, Elaine, jeez, can you believe how quickly they got this place cleaned up? This entire block was covered in dust. I know it's immaculate. It's like they made a blood sacrifice to Mister Clean. <laughs> hey, by the way, I am so so sorry about that guy you were seeing. Brian, meh, meh. What do you mean, meh? He was murdered by terrorists. He was mad on my down on this. <laughs> we are joined by the Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened there? Was I thought it said he was married. And I corrected my pronunciation of it. He was going, mad. Mad. There's been a murder. Yeah, that's right. I'm Hercule Poirot. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to break up with him anyway. I thought you liked him. He, he was nice, but in conversations, he was just so animated. It's like I was dating a radio sound effects guy. Anyway, it saved me an awkward dinner. Well, as long as it worked out for you. Kramer enters and rushes to the table sitting next to Jerry. You remember my friend Crazy Moata? 
<laughs> oh boy! Oh, boy. oh, boy. oh, boy. oh yeah! Oh, boy. Now we're right, Billy Domino. What a great! I I love that line. I Absolutely wish they I beautiful. wish they made this oh, this into an episode so of Seinfeld. Yeah. I take my hat off to you. The guy you fish sit for when he goes to Florida. What button? Look at this. The leader of the hijackers has been identified as Egyptian national Mohammed Atta. Get. Out. Elaine shoves Kramer from across the table. You know he was always talking about how evil America was. Eventually I told him, why don't you do something about it? I thought he'd write to his congressman. <laughs> Kramer? He just crashed a plane into the World Trade okay, that's Center. that's Kermit. That's fully Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the pilot's throats with a box cutter. Not a box cutter, my box cutter. He borrowed it last week. Get out. You have to do something. Oh, you better believe it. I'm getting that box cutter replaced. Is this it? Is this how the world ends? <laughs> Jerry, this was a Matsuyama, the finest parcel opener produced in all of Hokkaido Prefecture. Triple reinforced grip. When you're slicing with that baby, oh, mama, you feel like you're grossly quick on Christmas morning. This is something that Riley would say. Yeah. That is actually, yeah. Riley yeah. would be posting about the really good box cutter he's yeah, bought. Like, Matsuyama then, updates And then like, we find out that the box cutter costs like 275 pounds and then we bully him about it for the next three months. Yeah. Is this about what I told you yesterday? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. Certainly not. Kramer rises from the booth. We may have lost our neighbors, but the bleeding stops here. Kramer raises his hand and salutes. He exits as the waitress drops off Jor Jerry and George's plates. Elaine's cell rings and she answers. Hello? Yeah, this is Sheen. What? When? Yeah, I'll be right there. Brian's alive. They pulled him from the rubble. He's in hospital. Oh my god! Uh, you say you you just were British Elaine saying in hospital, in the hospital. I'm not saying no. Sorry, I'm not saying in the hospital. Mm. That's how that, you say it. That so, here like in some, like sometimes lines have to be drawn, and that is mine. He's in the bleeding hospital. He's in the bleeding hospital. He's in the bleeding hospital. Oh, I'm a British boardy hospital <laughs> down the street <laughs> with the matrons. <laughs> uh, before before Milo said uh, Saint Peter when he was doing his Seinfeld voice, which uh, also. We got a British Seinfeld here. We got a British chair. British, <laughs> British Seinfeld. Yeah. British Seinfeld. What if Seinfeld was British? I feel, I feel the like you can deal with that. Damn, I feel like British Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> like a British Jerry Seinfeld. Oh my God. So, you're back together. <sighs> oh, get him a card in the gift shop. Glad you're alive. It's not you, it's me. Elaine rises. That's very clever. You should write for Hallmark. No, nah, I like my job. She exits. Jerry goes in for a bite of his sandwich, but that stops but when he notices something. What is this? What? Jerry dabs his finger on the bread and examines it. I think it's dust. Dust? Like dust, dust. Eat around it. I can't eat around this. This could have been a person. Hey, Larry, could I get another sandwich? Uh, Larry, the manager, comes over. I can't eat around this. Oh, sorry. Olga, you're Larry. What's the matter? Wow, that's perfect, Larry. <laughs> you're really smashing it all of Larry. Larry. You, re you really brought Larry to life. I could. It felt like you were Beloved, Larry. Beloved Seinfeld character, Larry. Uh, I believe in Larry. Yeah. Larry's real. This one has a little uh, dust on it. Dust? 3,000 people are dead, you know. Wow, it's like Larry's here. <laughs> Can I speak to Larry? I know, Larry? I just... This whole city has dust on it. Our hearts are covered in dust. You're going to eat that sandwich or you're not eating at all. Larry goes to the counter and points out Jerry to the waitresses. 
anything until he eats that sandwich. Think he's too good for dust. The dust is America. <laughs> Come on, let's go. What about my lunch? I'll buy you another one. They get up and walk towards the register. Oh, boy. Can't enjoy a pastry. Can't enjoy a sandwich. Those terrorists really did it. perfect delivery oh man (laughs) George accidentally bumps into a passing woman he grabs her shoulders to keep her from falling that touch I know it she caresses George's face he and Jerry are confused my god you're the man who saved me from the World Trade Center George considers the opportunity he turns to Jerry for an opinion who shakes his head uh, suggesting are you out of your mind (laughs) yes I am (laughs) <laughs> the woman embraces George. I think then uh, there would be a commercial here. Okay. Probably. So, join the army. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anus all. Great for your anus. Uh, anus all is great for your anus. The 2001 Ford Focus has all of the, has, has that 2% APR financing, which is a pretty reasonable rate for uh, this uh, time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, rates have good. since changed. Tampons, now even wider. <laughs> um, Do you have a big ass pussy? <laughs> you have a thorn? Yeah. I'm so, Jerry Seinfeld for wide tampons. That's right. <laughs> Interior hospital room day. Elaine sits at Brian's bedside as he recounts his tale. I was just sitting on my computer, typing away. What? Oh, I, 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 you know, this just sounds like a... Like a like a mom from Long Island who's had enough. That's exactly what's going on. That's for. Brian's motivation. Yeah. So Brian is a mother from Long Island, and he's tired of being pushed around by the rude clerks. I'm doing Zumba now. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, you're you're sleeping with your Zumba teacher, but it's 2001. Uh, you and your hu- nobody's doing Zumba, but I am. Yeah. You're sleeping with your Zumba teacher, but you had a conversation with your husband about it, and he's all right. As long as he can watch the game. Yeah. He just wants to watch the bloody Patriots. (laughs) Come on, Jets. He won't stop talking about the film Gladiator. Uh, Wait. I keep telling him it was last year. Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I was designed to sell Hondas, and now I'm in the Seinfeld script. Mark Wahlberg's here to stop 9 11. That's right. (laughs) He's just slightly late. (laughs) Which is what happened on the real 9 11. He and Mr. Bean are both running to catch the flight. They would have stopped it otherwise. One to stop it, and the other to, like, make sure it happens. The other guys, too. Mark Wahlberg and Mr. Bean try and stop 9 11. I'm I'm imagining. The scene from the end of Twelve Monkeys, where like Bruce Willis is like looking at the guys like as he gets away, but it's Mark Wahlberg and Mr. Bean is getting on a plane to go hijacking. <laughs> well, it's in is fact, someone writing this down. That, that is this, the version I saw. In this version of Nine Eleven, Steve Ranazzi actually was in the towers and got out. That's all right. Um, all right, so uh, uh, okay, Long Island, one. Brian. I was just sitting on my computer <laughs> typing away. I like Long Island, the Long Island mob. Well, he's on the South Shore now. Okay. Elaine nods as he mimes typing and making keyboards, keystroke sounds. When I heard this whirring sound, whirr. Elaine tries to hide her annoyance. And then boom. Mmm. <laughs> high school gymnasium day. A banner reads, Terrorism Victims Claim Ad- Claims Administration. A volunteer passes out coffee down the line. And Kramer takes a cup, winking. He turns to a sad man behind him. The mood is dead in here. What are you in for? Tower 7 fell on my dog. Kramer is taken aback and gives the man a pat on the shoulder. The administrator ca- calls from the table in front. Next. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to make a claim. Property loss. Estimated value. Uh, twenty. Twenty thousand. Okay. No, no, no. Twenty dollars. Excuse me. Muhammad Ada borrowed my box cutter. I want a replacement. Muhammad Ada borrowed your box cutter. You realize we're all here because of your damn box cutter. We ain't giving out box cutters. You don't go to the burn unit. But what? To bum a You don't go to the burn <laughs> unit to bum a cigarette. Hey, how about a little compassion? This guy gave Muhammad Christopher Adam. Walken, Harris Kramer. Uh, hey, how about a little compassion I'm trying here? to do Kramer. I'm not good I lost at voices. My, I lost my I'm box bad at voices. On 9-11, this guy came to my house. He took my box cut. Uh, if, if there's any consolation, Ross, that was a terrible Christopher Walken. <laughs> 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 this guy gave Muhammad Adam his box cutter. Uh, booze Ooh. from the room. Shouts of traitor and terrorist. Ooh. I'm the victim here. You better get your box cutting behind out of here before I cut it myself. Man, you really didn't know how much dialogue the claims administrator was going to have oh. before you plugged your nose to say <laughs> no, it, huh? I did not. No, you did. You really sort of uh, you made your own bed. Oh, there was like finally an opportunity to do my natural voice <laughs> that people don't normally hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before the mics go on, it's all nasal this and plug nose that. As soon as they go on, she does this weird voice. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Um. Uh, Kramer pointing. This isn't over. Oh, no. The crowd throws paper and coffee at Kramer as he exits. Interior, support group meeting room, day. George sits among a dozen survivors. We thought you must have died in the collapse. How'd you get out? Oh, it's, it's the cast of Do Shut Up. Yeah, some, some British people were in 9-11. That happened. Well, you see, as the ground gave way beneath me, I jumped at the moment just such that as I fell, I floated between the floors, ultimately landing softly atop the rubble. I would have said goodbye, but by then I was quite tired. <laughs> Carrying 12 people down 80 flights of stairs. We couldn't even make out your face through all the smoke. I can still hear you coughing and sneezing. Yes, the coughing, the sneezing, the wheezing. A brave cough and a very distinctive sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> the sneeze stood out to me as well. Agreement from the room. Yes, yes, the sneeze, the sneeze. It was the sneeze of a hero. Well... Yes. To George Costanza. <laughs> Interior, Jerry's sob night. Jerry is in the driver's seat next to Becca, his date. Of course he has a sob. Yeah. It's like a cool. huge plot point on the show that he has a sob. It is. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have the sob yet where I'm uh, up to okay. in Seinfeld. You see this. Is... He does have the sob. He just doesn't like to talk about it. I had a great time tonight. It's so nice to forget about this tragedy for a few hours. Finally, Olga doing her normal voice. <laughs> <laughs> whenever she writes a tweet, whenever she likes a tweet, that's something like, "Oh, I, I wish, I wish, I, I wish that butthole was on my face or whatever." That's the voice she's yeah, doing yeah, it yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just enjoying a bottle of wine while sitting on my washing machine and liking your tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I turned myself on. The <laughs> washing machine is off. I just sold all my furniture. Uh, <laughs> I got, oh, oh, Olga bursting into the room. I've got a new concept yeah. appliances instead of furniture it's gonna make millions that's right uh you've all been volunteering at ground zero all week even the search dogs deserve a night out send them to the cirque i'll pay you're really sweet see you soon definitely both smile and lean in for the kiss until jerry freezes from jerry's pov we see a speck of dust in oh. becca's teeth <laughs> becca opens her eyes confused as jerry recoils what 
unsure, Jerry awkwardly motions to his teeth. <laughs> oh, God. Interior, Jerry's apartment, day, Jerry and Elaine. You wouldn't kiss her because of dust? It was all I could see. It was coming at me like a 747. She said she couldn't date someone so petty. What am I supposed to do? The entire city is filthy now. This is New York you're talking about. This dust isn't like other dust. This is different dust. There's no different dust. Of course there's different dust. This isn't subway dust or under the bed dust. Not even creepy haunted house dust. What's the difference? It's different. (laughs) Elaine runs her finger across the table and blows the residue at Jerry. He flinches and pulls up his collar as a shield. George enters wearing a flashy new blazer. But then why should I fear dust when the real monster stands before us? Where did that come from? You like it? My survivors brought it for me. (laughs) Apparently I tore mine off and used it as a tourniquet on one of their legs. Debbie. No. Maybe it was Jan. So strange that you'd forget. Kramer enters. Any luck? Nada. They kicked me to the curb like an orphan begging for soup. See, this is how it starts, Jerry. An attacker too, sure. But the terrorists... They make the country tear itself apart from the inside. Newman spots Kramer from the hall and enters the full postal sack. Did you get it? They're stonewalling me. But I've got a fresh haul, ready to go. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman. What's all this? Can you do a good hello, Newman? He hasn't met Newman yet. What? Hello, Newman. What? I don't, yeah, I've not. Yeah. Hello, Newman. Newman. Yeah, they hello. Newman. Hello, Newman. Hello, Newman. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. What's all good. this? Castaways from the island of Misfit Postage. You're opening people's mail? I don't remember what Newman sounds like, so I apologize. Wayne Knight. I know, I know, I know oh. who he is. I just can't, I can't remember his voice. So I'm doing Jerry. Whatever. Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Hello, Jerry. Yeah. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> Hi, Jerry. I'm Newman. It's me, sexy Newman. Do you want to do Newman? Do Newman. Do Babe Station Newman. <laughs> Jerry. Come on Jerry. in, boys. Get us a ring. <laughs> yeah, that's like, did we just delegate a voice like. to Riley? Is that what just happened? No, like, I can say Jerry in Newman's voice, but that's about Hello, it. I can't say anything Jerry. else. Hello, Jerry. Mm. Oh, that's really good. That's, really, that's I pretty good. One voice you can do. I can't do anything else. I can just greet Jerry. Amazing. <laughs> a postal officer would never dream of it. See, it's not that good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, okay. good yeah. I'm Newman now. Uh, for those listening along, uh, mark that on your scorecard. <laughs> a postal officer would never dream of it. We uphold a sacred vow to deliver all parcels to their destination, or barring that, return them dutifully to their origin. But should we ad- the address be illegible al- and no return to sender bay known, well, <laughs> You ever get anything good? Oh, yeah. Last Easter, we found an envelope with 650 loose jelly beans. That'll keep your mojo flowing. <laughs> flowing. I've got a good feeling about... <clears throat> Hello, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. I've got a good feeling about this slot. Open one. Kramer attempts to open a box with his hands. He fights the tape to no avail. His body twisting until he backwards to the floor. He rises and slams the package on the table. This is outrageous. Just use a key. What are, what are we, barbarians? This box doesn't open until I have justice. What are you going to do? Interior Jackie Child's office day. Ah, oh, my favorite character. You going to try and do the voice? No. No. <laughs> What's Jackie's voice? Uh, he's like he's a, a the Seinfeld takeoff on Johnny Cochran. Who's that? That's not very helpful. I don't know what that means. Yeah. He's, a, he's the, a, OJ's lawyer. Yeah, he's like he's a oh. fast talking black lawyer who talks like Johnny Cochran. Like that's the what the character is based on. You. Do. This is egregious, <laughs> outrageous. Yeah, this is egregious, outrageous, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say uh, normal. Cutting boxes. Yeah. 
know uh, a bomb is? <laughs> a, a, a box cutter <laughs> for cutting boxes? Interior phone booth continuous. Kramer's in the booth. And they refuse to give me a new one. Intercut Jackie and Kramer. Why can't you buy another box cutter? I can see three stores from my window that sell box cutters. Pharmacy, bodega, Home Depot. Kramer. It's the principle of the matter. A likely widow bangs on the <laughs> glass and holds up a picture of a banker. Please, please, have you seen my husband? Uh, yeah, no English. Uh, what's that commotion? Where are you? Uh, phone booth in Tribeca. I, I can't have both sides of this conversation. <laughs> Do you want me to, be, to be, Jackie? be Jackie? Yeah, you be Jackie. Okay. A phone booth? Who's phone booth? Why are you calling me from a phone booth? In case my home wire is tapped. I don't know how far up this goes. You'd better believe I don't need that kind of trouble, Kramer. It could be detrimental. Pernicious. Injurious. <laughs> what? Pernicious. What? Pernicious. 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 I don't even know that word. Pernicious. It means like, um, like sort of like, like a, like a, like a like creeping evil. Like, like yeah. something that is not to your benefit. Listeners, is, English yeah. is my second language. Give me a goddamn break. It's, this is where you get let down by the fact that your English is so perfect that when you occasionally just don't know a really niche word, it's really jarring because it's yeah, like, I, I, I come I, off I, as a I, fucking I, dumbass. I'm sorry. Yeah. I take uh, back my, my laughing at you and making fun of you because I don't know that either. Yeah. Oh, Matt, it's okay. I still am a dumbass also. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. 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 You know what? Yeah. I'm unrelated. Uh, hey, unrelated hey, idiot, dumbass. nice job. I yeah. mean, I invite you to remember that you should hear my Russian. It's flawless. <laughs> it is. is right. No, I can attest to that. For example, yeah. Tverskaya. Oh, that's where I... Actually, I grew up on that street. Fuck. Detrimental. Pernicious. Wait, what? Yeah. Isn't that like... Right. It's all right, fucking madam over here. Grew up on Tverskaya, did you? I did. Some of, us, some of us were in Bootova with a real working class. <laughs> all right. did you grow, did uh, you grow up like... Tverskaya is a very nice street. Did you grow up in the Ritz? Yeah, no, I'm Zach and Cody. In Russia, we could only afford one child. Zach was too expensive. No, that's where my school was. The one that we were trying to find on Google Maps, remember? That was right there. Back under back under communism, we had ten Zach and Cody. Come on, Jackie, I need you. Zach and Cody were social relations, so. Yeah, mm. that's right. There you go. Yeah. Zach and Cody. Yeah, the people on di- diplomatic visits to the Soviet Union, and they're showing them like a fake, like Potemkin, Zach and Cody. And they're like, nah, show me the real Zach and Cody. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I want to see the sweet life of Olga. She <laughs> grows up causing trouble in the Ritz. You go, to, you go to Russia, do not let them try and show you their Zach and Cody. Ask to see like, a, ask to see like an amber factory instead. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Okay, so Kramer says, come on, Jackie, I need you. I can you. get all the room service borscht I want. <laughs> <laughs> Interior, uh, Jackie's office, continuous. You're on your way on, you're on your own on this one, Kramer. You call me again, you're getting slapped with a restraining order. God bless America. Jackie hangs up and turns to the clients in his office. My apologies, gentlemen. Now, you say you carried out certain services for the United <laughs> States government. <laughs> Two Saudi sheets in the cross of Jackie. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's great. Hell, yeah. That's very um, good. Well, it's going to be me talking for a while because this is a montage. Uh, Alan Jackson's Where Were You plays. Um, interior, support group meeting room. Day, George comforts and hugs tearful survivors. Interior, support group meeting room. Later, the survivors part to allow George first pick of the coffee and pastries. Interior, support group meeting room. Later, George is draped with a sash reading NYC's greatest hero. Exterior, sidewalk, day. Passerby applaud George as he walks down the street still wearing the sash. (laughs) Interior, video store, day. 
The clerk offers George a complimentary tub of popcorn and from under the counter, uh, an XXX VHS. <laughs> Interior, bakery, day. The baker refuses payment from George for a box of pastries. Exterior, firehouse, day. The firefighter in a sling from Yankee Stadium washes his truck as George walks past. George smiles and tips his, uh, tips his coffee and pastry in acknowledgement as the firefighter looks on bemused. <laughs> Exterior, Staten Island, ferry, twilight. George looks up in awe from the deck of the ferry and passes the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Upon finishing the pastry, he wipes his mouth with the sash. <laughs> this is so good. I love this. <laughs> Interior hospital room day. Elaine, again at Brian's bedside, slouched in her chair. What accent did Brian have? Uh, Long Island. Long Island Zumba mom. They had me in surgery last night to put steel rods in my legs. I woke up in the middle of it. Oh, my God. I couldn't feel anything, but I heard everything. Oh, my God. There must have been a drill. Ring, 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 ring. Look, Brian, I am overjoyed that you survived this horrific event. Me too. But I've been thinking. Hold on, I want to see this. Brian turns up the TV. TV report, external, ground zero, continuous. A reporter interviews George's survivors. We were trapped behind the flames, praying for a quick death. Intercut hospital room and TV. Hey, those are my co-workers. What? Where did Brian go? It's walking again. It's me, Brian Gump. Um, hey. I went to the Twin Towers. Yeah, intercut hospital room, room and TV, Brian. <laughs> hey, those are my co-workers. We're all... We're, <laughs> we're only alive because of Mr. Costanza. She thrust George before the camera. George? These people have called you the bravest New Yorker to ever live. Well, that's not for me to decide. <laughs> Internal hospital room continuous. Wait a minute. That's must be, that must be the man who saved me. <laughs> now, I, now I do declare that is the man who uh, done saved me. I've lost Brian. He's not coming Brian, back. Brian's gone. Brian's gone. To I like that Brian's <laughs> accent changes every line. It's good. You also have accent enigma machine disease. What does that mean? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Something Riley has where whatever accent he tries to do, it comes out as a completely different accent. Okay. And so the trick is to ask Riley to do an unrelated accent that okay, will. Okay, so let's you need go to know, understand the code. Rachel. All right. <laughs> so. External ground zero continuous. As the report wraps up, a beautiful woman, Rachel, walks over. She holds a single rose. What you did was extraordinary. Wow. <laughs> cool. Olga's mom here in the studio. <laughs> now Please. I have to get back to my house on Tverskaya between Ritz and Red Square. <laughs> it is Museum of Soviet Technology. <laughs> ah, you live at the Four Seasons. <laughs> Please. I really didn't do anything. My husband died in the attacks. I'm Rachel. She hands a rose to George. Interior, George's bedroom, night. George and Rachel kiss passionately in bed. She breaks. I'm sorry. I just can't stop thinking about what it must have been like inside the towers. The smoke, the flames. I can't imagine. Neither can I. But you were there. Which is why I can't imagine. I can only... No. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. That's good. That's a great George line. That's a great George I line. I never thought I'd be with someone so soon. I wonder if this is what Richard would want. We can never know for sure, but I do know he'd want you to be very happy. You're a good man, George Costanza.
They kiss passionately. End of Act One. That's right. Very good. That was solid, guys. A lot more percussive than the normal Seinfeld theme tune, but I enjoyed it. Interior, Jerry's apartment, day. George beams from ear to ear across the kitchen island as Jerry looks at him slack-jawed. Come here. George leans in. Jerry runs his hands over George's head and looks closely. What? There's got to be a hole for a flap where, you, where your soul escaped. If we find it, we can seal it while there's still something left. I'm making people happy. She's a widow. We're probably breathing in her husband right now. <laughs> Elaine enters. Hi. Hey, hey. Uh, Elaine swings her purse and knocks George in the head. She falls back on the couch. What the hell? You stupid, sniffling little hero. You're the one who saved Brian's life. What are you talking about? I didn't do anything. But the saint of a man you're pretending to be did. Brian told me the whole story. You were crawling on your hands and knees. Dragging him through flames when the building began to shake. You both knew this was it. Brian was terrified, but you comforted him like a jackass. You told him he was going to make it, and he had to promise to live every day to the fullest without an ounce of fear or regret. He told me this while lying in a hospital bed, IVs in his arms, still in his legs. He was crying. I was crying. The entire United States of America is crying. And when a man who, by the grace of God, survived the deadliest terror attack in our nation's history proposes to you using his hospital wristband as an engagement ring. She raises her hand to show. You don't say no. You can't say no. Because you are not a monster. (laughs) Interior, (laughs) hardware store day. Uh, Kramer peruses a shelf until he comes across a box cutter. He examines it and pumps his fit and, and fist in silent defeat. They got me. He approaches the friendly cashier. Box cutter, huh? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't <laughs> believe what happened to my last one. Go ahead. Try me. Kramer nods. He'll give it a go. <laughs> Exterior, hardware store day. Kramer is tossed to the curb, falling into a pile of trash. Burn in hell, you son of a bitch. United we stand uh, against uh, Brian, apparently. <laughs> he's, he's back. He works at a hardware store now. Miracle recovery. Um, interior, dry cleaners, day. Jerry hands all of his clothes to the attendant. All of them? So he's a French attendant. <laughs> Guys, I've, I've oh, never had on on. any English well, language fronts. A thing in New York, I don't know if you have it elsewhere, it's a French laundry, so this actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah. French cleaners. Like, there's all these ones that are just called French cleaners. And, and also, if you want to get dinner, there's a re- you can get a really good meal at the French laundry as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be an episode with Riley if he didn't do a Michelin star yeah, you restaurant. And, uh, you and Nancy Pelosi, my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I went on a date with Nancy Pelosi to the French Laundry. Yeah, <laughs> and we, yeah, uh, if you get if you get stuck in one of the machines, you could film a pretty good porn. She was she was hot back in the day. We had this discussion. Who was Nancy Pelosi? Nancy Pelosi, yeah. really? Young Nancy that Pelosi. Can't be right. All right, let me look. Who had this discussion? Let y- me look. Young Pelosi and Young Hillary were both kind of kind of smoke shows. Oh, oh God. Milo, come oh, on, God. man. Come on, man. That's the man, most basic thing you've ever said. Come on, <laughs> the bro. Roads day. Stop you've with all this You ruined my nonsense. whole weekend. I, had, I was trying to relax. Ridiculous. I, I'm made uncomfortable by the premise of this entire conversation. <laughs> Probably he's made uncomfortable by 
Yeah. The concept well, the comedy of role in threes, women. though, we do have to talk about nutting a third time. Uh, okay. We've done it twice. So yep. it's got to come up. So this I'm is, ready. I think, Milo's Phoebe's is the still time. looking up young Nancy Pelosi. Yes, Chekhov's, I am. It's Chekhov's bust. Mm. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the MILF check. Chekhov, Chekhov's MILF. Yeah, if you have a bust of Chekhov in your play, uh, it has to fall over <laughs> during the play at some point. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Mm. Uh, so it's right. Go start the scene again. Interior dry cleaner's day. Jerry hands all of his clothes to the attendant. All of them? All of them. What's your deepest clean? Deep clean? Anything deeper than that? There are ways, but be warned, your clothes will pay a terrible price. Let's go with that. A group of dust-covered <laughs> first responders walks in. Sorry, just watching. I'm not there, but just watching Phoebe show Riley the fucking photo, and both of you just kind of going, huh? Oh. <laughs> right. I see. I can't, why are you showing it to me? You're so far away, I can't see. I mean... Really good, good closer. It's a, it's a, it's a lady. Okay, look, she looks like a woman. Yeah, you're showing That's me some. Literally, woman. just a regular woman. Milo, you need to get back out into the world. Yeah, man. Milo, Milo has like milf madness. Like he'll see, like he sees like any woman. He's just like milf. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was we saw it was on the stream. We saw a particular picture of Nancy Pelosi. I don't know which I don't one. I think I was on that one. Uh-huh. Maybe not. Yeah. Was there, and we was were it, like, so was it somebody else? Nancy Sinatra. To be fair, yeah. Nancy Sinatra was hot. Yeah. A group uh, of dust covered first responders walks in. The attendant says, How are you, gentlemen? Wait, it's the same guy. It's the French guy. <laughs> oh my He's God. from the south of France now. Wait, this person? That, that, it's really <laughs> it's the low. The attendant. Yeah. Oh, it is Matthew the Okay. I'm from the south of France. Now we don't take kindly to your talk. Everything's bigger in Bordeaux. Oh, man. Y'all heard about that news trail? Bordeaux wines are traditionally very big. Very full bodied. They come in big bottles. Yeah. Full bodied, much like the young Nancy Pelosi. Oh, you're going to That's right. Some kind of a center step. Don't show this man a C-section scar. He will not be able to contain himself. <laughs> I'm about to show you the mistrial, my friend. <laughs> um, how are you, gentlemen? Please ride to the front. What's going on? Free cleaning for all first responders. The least we could do. <laughs> the men drop loads of dusty clothes right on top of Jerry's pile. They take off their dusty jackets, bumping into Jerry as they do. Jerry panics and backs out the door. Hey, your ticket. Keep them. Interior, Steinbrenner's office, day. George enters, Steinbrenner at his desk. You wanted to see me, sir? Yes, George, come in, come in. I have to tell you, George, I'm furious. You've lied to us. No, no, sir. Damn it, George, that's another lie. Here you are, pretending to be one thing that you're not, when you're not it at all. You should be ashamed. You're right, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry's not gonna cut it, George. Not when you're a hero. Eh? I heard what you did at the World Trade Center. This whole time, we thought you were some sort of low-life sniveling rat person. The kind who'd cut another man's foot off to find that penny inside, but look at you. Well, well. You know, I always knew you had a big heart. Not too big, mind you. Reasonably (laughs) big. You don't want a heart too large. That's why we had to cut Daryl's strawberry. Cocaine makes the chest swell. Like my face this time. (laughs) 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 Cocaine makes the chest swell. Like my face that time I went to Red Lobster. I'm not allergic to shellfish. A bee stung me in the restroom. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's why we have such good pest control being in delivered the stadium. By Trump. No, it's being delivered by Steinbrenner, who's played by it's, Larry David. It's it's Larry oh, David, yeah. and you never see his face. It's always yeah. the back of his head. It's very good. Yeah. Okay. No bugs in the bathroom, George. Hey, that would be a good nickname for me. No bugs in the bathroom, George. We should get t-shirts made. People love t-shirts. You know, I'm not sure what... Oh my God, this is insane. You know, I'm not sure why we do those t-shirt giveaways. We're losing money. I'm going to reverse it. Pay for your own t-shirt day. This is like being in the Trash Future group chat. (laughs) (laughs) Interior, monks, day. Jerry wears a hoodie, aviator, surgeon mask, uh, and leather gloves. Elaine watches as he adds cream to his coffee. Do you miss it? Jerry pulls down his mask. Miss what? Peeing in jars on the top floor of your casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, George enters and sits next to Elaine. You are not going to believe this. Hi. Elaine Ooh. recoils at George's touch. George examines Jerry. What's his deal? Who? OJ Kaczynski? <laughs> Dust. Sure. Anyways, Steinbrenner calls me into his office, tells me how proud the Yankees are of me. He and Giuliani are planning this banquet tomorrow to honor the heroes. He wants me at the head table. No, George, no. This has gone too far. I'm putting an end to this. All right, I'm in. You are? I have to call off a fake engagement because of you. I'm at least meeting the mayor. She's in. Bring Brad along, too. He's had a rough week. Brian. Whatever. Kramer enters with a bullhorn strapped over his shoulder, <laughs> followed by Kooks, Mar- by Kooks, Marge, Benny, and Arthur. They hold signs. Kramer uh, into the bullhorn. There they are. There they are. Hey, Jerry. Turn that thing off. Take a look. I'm not the only one who had my compensation claim denied. We're taking on the system. Who's with us? Kramer, this is insane. Jerry, the real victims are being forgotten. Marge here hasn't been able to concentrate on her scrapbooking with all the sirens. And because of the nonstop moose coverage, Benny is missing his game shows. (laughs) If I can't watch Password, I'll die. What's he demanding? A full investigation to prove that the government agents planned the attacks. Oh, it's uh, the, the guy who was right about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ta, ta, ta. We're not in uh, total agreement on that one, but that doesn't mean we won't fight for what's right. Kramer, you coward. <laughs> Couldn't preview file. There was a problem loading the page. Excuse me? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We have to oh, pay no. for the rest. Oh, no. Oh, no. We definitely, we definitely got to the end last time I tried to read it. So, I just had to refresh. Oh yeah, no, we're good. Okay. Um. Uh. What do we? What do we want? Justice. <laughs> In what form do we want it? Government checks. Uh, that was uh, the Kooks. The Kooks. Uh, no, was, yeah. uh, indie, indie band, the Kooks. <laughs> the co- <laughs> that was uh, the Fratellis. I'm not saying it was your fault. Although you could have done more. This is the psychic is connection. Oh, I have. <laughs> if she stars an indie song, I have to finish it. I'm not fond of asking. You guys should just like That's start an indie right? band where well, she I'm just starts writing. I'm not fond of asking. It's the same fo- song. I'm not fond of asking. But I'll tell you what, I'm not fond yeah. of asking. <laughs> All right, so. I'm not fond of asking. <laughs> I, honestly, I think that's quite a good song. Yeah. I think it's all right. I thought it was all right at the time, and I think it's all right now. Well, it's got laid because of that song. Don't, don't do that. It was a long <laughs> time ago. You got laid because her battery, phone battery ran out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, I wish I could remember that song about uh, not wanting to tell people stuff or whatever it was. Yeah, and right. that woman was Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> I have a date at the French Laundry in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. With the kooks. Yeah, that's right. 
Ah, another band. They keep making bands, huh? <laughs> What's the deal with bands? What's the deal? Phoebe, What's tried, the deal with Phoebe tried to get me to listen to some bands yesterday. I oh. uh, tried to get him to listen to some post rock. It was a disaster. Yeah. I didn't. I did not like it. It just wasn't really. Is my that rock thing. about the post? Yes. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yes, it's, it it's like cop rock, but for posties. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, I just I didn't get into it. Ethical cop rock. Just wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't quite my thing. I don't know what was missing. As they exit, Kramer aims the bullhorn right at the cashier. What do we? The cashier recoils. Kramer still into bullhorn. Sorry. I gotta find my tux. What are my parents gonna say? Interior, the Costanza's living room, night. George stands before Frank and Estelle. Mayor Giuliani? Wait, what, what's this? <laughs> what? I don't know what accent that is. I'm running out. <laughs> if you wanted to it's do Estelle, you'd do a really high voice. Oh, is that, oh, is that a real person on the yeah. show? Yeah. God, yeah, it's I, uh, George Giuliani? Oh, okay. Yeah. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to Maybe do Mayor Giuliani? Do you want to do Estelle? No. Do you just do Estelle? <laughs> oh, it's uh, Ben Stiller's dad is the dad, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Mayor Giuliani? Can you believe it? Frank grabs a paper, papers from an end table drawer. Show him my parking tickets. This could be our one chance to have them vacated. What were you doing in the World Trade Center? I decided to do uh, Frank Costanza. Very good. That's getting lunch. Doesn't matter. Our son is a hero. George, tomorrow night, I want you to wear my helmet from Korea. Frank hands the helmet to George, who examines it. Is that blood? From a lieutenant I accused of cheating in a poker game. I was mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) This is all very strange. You're worse than the terrorists. (laughs) Why was he getting lunch in the financial districts at 8 o'clock in the morning? Oh, that's really good. That's a really good good Yeah. Yeah. You can eat lunch when you want to in America. It's what makes this country great. No one eats lunch that early. You're insane. I'm a patriot. <laughs> Interior <laughs> spa day. A frazzled Jerry wearing a white robe follows a masseuse. You seem a little high strong. This is a different Eastern European country. Oh, <laughs> this, uh, this one is Moldova. This one is yeah. Slovenian. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Melania Trump. Um, just a little. You're here for the detox treatment. Oh, yeah, full detox. If it's in me, I want it out of me. You come to the right place. Let me show you some of the products we'll be using. Witch hazel, grapefruit-infused sea salt, our specialty, and mask. Especially mud mask, I think. No, and our specialty mud mask. Mud mask? Mm-hmm. We use all natural local ingredients. This mud was collected from the shores of the Hudson River in Battery Park this morning. <laughs> you my incense. I'll be right back. Uh-huh. Uh, so As good. she exits through one door, Jerry races out another. Uh, here's a while of me again. Exterior street day. Um, Jerry power walks down the street in nothing but his robe, bumping into people as he goes. He comes to a halt and gasps when he encounters a woman sweeping her stoop. He turns around to find construction workers shoveling dust, billowing from gravel, dust billowing from the pile. He looks across the street to see the dry cleaning attendant outside his door. The attendant waves cheerfully to Jerry as first responders throw dusty coats into his open arms. Jerry screams. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was Milo's Keir Starmer. Wait, can, yeah, can we get that again clean? <laughs> I welcome I welcome the dust. <laughs> but I also think it could do more. <laughs> it sounded like you did a Steve Coogan screaming. It was quite partial, wasn't it? Oh! <laughs> ah, <Lynn! laughs> 
I'm, I'm covered in dust. Don't don't kiss me. I'm covered in dust, woman. For Christ's sake, contain yourself. Oh, I've put my foot through some dust. <laughs> I've pierced my foot on a spike. Jerry screams. Jerry screams. He does. Jerry screams. He all, sure does. Jerry screams all of that. Yeah. <laughs> he searches for a solution. He's standing in front of an outdoor bistro. Jerry rips the red and white tablecloth from one of the tables and wraps it around his mouth and head for protection. The restaurateur comes out. What is going on? Terrorist! Jerry sprints away as people shout after him. Terrorist! Terrorist! Interior, banquet hall reception area, night. A banner reads, honoring our heroes, formal attire. F- everyone's in formal attire. Jerry mills about. He's approached by Uncle Leo. Jerry, hello! <laughs> Uncle Leo, what are you doing here? Your cousin Jeffrey was in... I, I, I get I, The only Uncle Leo impression I can do is, Jerry, hello! So you can do the greeting. Keep going, man. Yeah. Keep going. You're there. Cheryl Sandberg, maybe. <laughs> okay. Rely on your momentum. Like, like let's go. Let's go. Your We're cousin Jeffrey was a hero in Central Park. He tackled a halal vendor operating without a license. You should let him give a speech. Kramer <laughs> enters. Hey. Hey, shouldn't you be fighting the power? That's on hold for now. Benny bought some old wheel of fortune tapes at Coney Island, and Arthur, well, three men in suits walked over, picked him up by the shoulders, and tossed him in a black van. We may not see him for quite some time. The struggle goes on. Interior, main hall, night. George Gladhands with survivors and dignitaries. Is it true you kick through a concrete wall while your shoes... I'm reading from that sideways, I'm sorry. Is it true you kick through a concrete wall while your shoes were on fire? If they say it is... Elaine wheels Brian up to their table. George joins. There he is, Brian. So great to meet you. We've already met. Sure. We'll talk later. George walks off. Brian turns to Elaine. Saved by a best friend so I could marry you. It has to be fate. What is that? Who is that? Sorry. (laughs) Like God looking down on all of us. Wow. Oh, it was definitely something. Uh, Elaine takes a big sip of wine. Interior, hall corner, night. Kramer bags, grabs hors d'oeuvres from the waitress's trays. As he tries to reach for a tray that's passing him by, another waiter bumps into him, knocking Kramer through the kitchen doors. Interior, kitchen, continuous. Kramer smacks up against the wall of the kitchen. He spots a chef using a, smart, a sharp knife to fillet salmon. Uh, Kramer gets a twinkle in his eye, and the chef notices Kramer. Howdy. Interior, main hall, night. A speaker stands at the lectern. While we mourn the loss of countless lives, we celebrate the very best in humanity that this event has brought to the forefront. Please welcome our first hero, George Costanza. Applause as George stands from the table. He kisses Rachel, walks to the lectern, and hugs the speaker. Kramer slides into George's seat at the table. He shows Jerry the knife. Looky what I found. Where'd you get that? One of the cooks. I told him I'd get George to autograph his apron. This ought to give the old Matsuyama a run for its dinero. Thank you, thank you. I probably don't deserve to be standing here tonight. <laughs> Kramer pulls a manila envelope from his jacket pocket. I brought one of the misfits along. How about a test drive? Kramer, put it away. I, w- I wonder what's in the mail today. Uh, Kramer slices the top of, of, off the envelope. A burst of white powder covers his face. He coughs, and Jerry is also engulfed. What is it? Get it away. Jerry leaps from the table. But if you say I'm a hero, well... Uh, Jerry blindly stumbles onto the stage, blushing himself. Get it off! Get it off! 
Uh, Jerry bumps into George, getting dust in his face. George snivels and lets out a giant sneeze. <laughs> At the survivor's table, all eyes go white and some drop, drop forks. That's not the sneeze of the man that saved us. Brian. <laughs> You're back. <laughs> George Costanza is an imposter. Survivors from the stage coming after the dusty George. No! No! Brian looks on shocked. Elaine takes another big sip of wine and removes her ring, placing it in front of Brian. So maybe it wasn't exactly fate. No bit at the end. No bit. Where's the bit? What's the deal with dust? A boat. They stopped doing that, I think, toward later in the season. Yeah, yeah, they do. They stopped doing it around season seven, I think. They stopped doing the bits. I thought they stopped doing those earlier. Like maybe like season six. I don't think there's a bit at the end of the puffy shirt, is there? There's only one the only way to find out that is to watch the puffy shirt. Every Great Seinfeld episode. episode is the puffy shirt. The only way. way to do that is to, to, to have a podcast where you watch every episode of Seinfeld. Right, Couldn't just watch and it. Consult <laughs> expert guests. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, about yeah. Seinfeld. About Seinfeld. Right. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you will never know whether there's a thing at the end of the puffy shirt, whether things are meat, milk, or wife, <laughs> what kind of cowl <laughs> you can have. What um, kind of cow you can have? Cow yeah. can cows are uh, available. Lots of niche stuff about Joseph Fritzl's basement. Oh, uh, wow. Milo doing Mr. Joseph Hans Fritzl. Video. Jo- Milo doing Joseph Fritzl material, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners to this show will be surprised to hear. A passing car in New York has honked its approval. Hey, whoa. Yeah, I, uh, honk, sorry honk. for the car noises. Out. I live on the world's loudest street. Oh. We, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there like a little plaque for that? Yeah. There's a little, yeah, there's a little plaque outside. Yeah. And well, so number the, one, baby. Everyone during the pandemic got motorcycles and dogs around here. I don't know why. So now oh. it's just motorcycles revving. And every time an ambulance time? goes by, which is all the time, dogs is uh, revving. dogs crying very loudly when the ambulances go by. Dogs awesome. gunning their engines. Yeah. Dogs, <laughs> dogs respect the, woof. the ambulance carriers. If I saw... If I, I saw a dog to like a monkey noise. No, that was no, that was not monkey noise. That, that was, was a clearly monkey sort a wolf. of noise. No, Matt, come on, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I would normally be on your side for we most things. We got the loudest here, monkeys in the world, baby, oh. right here on this street. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, how you doing? Get a load of these monkeys. <laughs> hey, whoa. And whoa. now, oh, hey, I'm a return a to Phoebe's Fact Corner. Okay. From um, from the Guardian in the year 2000, mm-hmm. uh, proof that some of Winston Churchill's most famous radio speeches of the war were delivered by a stand-in has emerged with the discovery of a 78 RPM re- um, record. The revelation ends years of controversy over claims repeatedly denied that an actor had been officially asked to impersonate the Prime Minister on air. The record makes it clear for the first time for the first time that Norman Shelley's voice was used to broadcast some of the most important words in modern British history, including "We shall fight them on the beaches." It is marked BBC Churchill's speech, artist Norman Shelley, and stamped September seventh, nineteen forty-two. He was a well-known radio actor. Just four days later, and it's very few people know that he was actually when he was saying "We'll fight them on the beaches." He was referring to boats bringing food to people in Bangladesh. So That's a lot right. Of people know that, yeah. Bengal, but yes, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. That's right. Come on. Um, modern day Bangladesh. <laughs> yeah, it's modern day. Come on. We're going. All right. <laughs> this is literally where my grandfather was from. So that's, I've only got a particular I mean, kind of interest yeah, it's, in it. It is where my grandmother-in-law is from. Really? Uh, really. 
Really? Let's chat about that. Let's talk about Let's talk Bengal. about Bengal. Loudest woman yeah. in Queens. Um. Um. <laughs> so, right. yeah, so this actor first claimed this <laughs> in the, the late 70s. And the, um, basically had like the kind of like the weight of the British establishment like come down on his head, even mm. though he was completely telling the truth. There he was just trying to get a LinkedIn endorsement. Um, they wouldn't let him have it. And it, it wasn't because of a fire. The fire was a different. There was there was a big fire at the BBC archives, but this is not what happened. It was because mm. uh, the, where he where Churchill did the original speech was not wired for recording. So Phoebe's fact corner yet again. We've vindicated. Had a large... Wait, okay, that's actually interesting. So it wasn't like. It was like a recreation of the speech from memory. It was like the intonation and the inflections were all like inferred, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. That's crazy. Mm. Uh, so, so, so it wasn't like a copy. So it, it was, was an interpretation. So it would seem. We've had a large wow. fire in our archives and due to the fire, we can't quite read the name of the section that's been burned. It oh. says Dophilia tapes. Oh, God. We what? will never <laughs> be able to say okay, exactly what? what was on these tapes. Like there's a br- uh, uh, There is an <laughs> Absolutely incredible paragraph here, because remember this was from the year 2000. Historian David Irving, oh, cool guy of with Churchill's cool war, was unable to was verify he? Shelley's story. And yeah. as as we all know, David Irving pretty good at verifying things. Absolutely, David he loves Irving, to verify. If something happened, David Irving will He's agree there that it happened to verify. That's right. Yeah, he simply loves to ask questions and then makes the formal verification. In David Irving's version: Who was Churchill's war against? <laughs> Completely <laughs> unclear at yeah. this time. <laughs> war against some other guys who also, you know, yeah. maybe not so bad. Yeah, it's a uh, war against the Germans. That's right. Yeah, the Germans, but a particular sector of Germans. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Ah, uh, yes. Hmm. Okay, so. Thank you very much for joining us. Teutons who <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us at another episode of Phoebe's Fact Corner. That's right. Guess this. Do we have it what should we do? How should we round this out? Do another bit? Wanna do a bit? Another bit? Yeah, do an improv bit. An improv bit. Yeah, Milo. You can't Milo, just you say said you're, you said you're a professional comedian. You're a professional comedian. You're a professional comedian. Come on. Oh, you're heard, a professional comedian too. Artist? Bit. <laughs> bits, Fuck. bits, bits. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so on the count of three, uh, both of us say a noun, okay. and then each of us has to do the opposite person's what's the deal with noun. Are you ready? Uh, okay, yeah, this is good. This is how we're finishing it. All right, okay. 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 Three, two, one, Fish. vegans. Okay, okay, go. What's the deal with vegans? <laughs> you go out to a restaurant, they can't eat anything. <laughs> They're ordering stuff. And then they say, they order an ice cream. They say, sorry, does that have milk in it? And they're like, yeah, it's an ice cream. They're like, can't you do that without milk in it? And they're like, but then it wouldn't be an ice cream. It would just be ice. (laughs) (laughs) That's solid. That's solid. Yeah. That's solid. All right. What is the deal with fish? What's the deal with fish? They shark look like fish, but they're not fish. Dolphins look like fish, but they're not fish. You know what looks like doesn't look like fish, but smells like fish. <laughs> My vagina. I've been a woman with a vagina this entire time. Thank you. Sharks are fish. Though. I was going to say, aren't sharks fish? Sharks are fish. Yeah, sharks are, are they really? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to look up sharks. For fuck's sake, you, uh, you know what? Sharks are Would fish. Would Jerry know this? 
Yeah. Uh, maybe. Good. What I, else I was a, a lie in that joke? What, what trans I have a, I have a friend who's a, a shark scientist, so I hear about this all the time. A shark scientist? A shark scientist. That's so cool. It's pretty cool. world shark scientist. They live right here in Queens on the same street as cartoonist Mad Lubchansky. That's right. That's correct. I wish I was a shark scientist. Mm. You guys, you know I mean, what? You, you have to go to school for like 80 years because, you know, it's a lot of... Uh, uh, okay. I'm not going to be a lot of years. I wish I was a shark scientist. <laughs> I apologize for not knowing that a shark is a fish. I thought okay. that it was, it was in the same boat with the fucking dolphin. Well, well, dolphins. Well, they should be in the boat. They were in the boat because they listen, breathe underwater. They're one they of nature's most underwater. pernicious animals. <laughs> but did you know that, and this is very much a factoid, uh, that the way that um, b- dolphins, uh, like baby dolphins, drink milk is like the mm. milk is really fatty, so it's like butter, and they lick it off the belly of the dolphin. That's correct. Thank uh, fuck. That's Thank hot. Fuck. Oh my god! Isn't that so life. much hotter than sucking milk out of titties? Mother, mother yeah. dolphins it off, stuck like, in dryer. Okay. So All on right. that, on that. Bombshell! It le- it only leaves us to thank our extreme. My son calls a dolphin. Won't eat the pussy butter. <laughs> What's the matter with you, huh? You want to go out big and strong? You gotta eat your mother's pussy. (laughs) (laughs) It remains only for us to. You want to build up healthy immune system? Eat a pussy. What's the problem? Matt, yeah. thank you. Wrong, that, you was hardly absolute, that, that was an absolutely <laughs> incredible. <laughs> that was uh, absolutely incredible, Costanza. Matt, thank you so much. Oh, thank uh, you for this. Ro- is a blast. Thank you, Royals. Thank you so much for your various voices. Mm. Um, Olga, You're welcome, th- Jerry. Olga, thank you very much <laughs> for your various voices. It was a real tour around the United States it and really other parts was, of the world. And other parts of the world. It was Time a real kind of like, Eastern European countries. Yeah, it was a real kind That's of. Right. Tourist board One of which situation no exists. Of, a, of a table read, and uh, <laughs> I am from Yugoslavia. And uh, thank you, listeners, for subscribing to this very special bonus episode. Bonus. And thank you, Billy Domino, yeah. for letting us do this. Yeah, thank you, and, and Billy for, Domino and for writing. And for writing. A very it is good fucking great. Seinfeld spec script. It is. I like how also now it's canon that when you say bonus, it is sexy Newman doing the voice. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> Why do we have to clarify sexy Newman? Isn't Hello, he always sexy? Jerry, it's a Hello, bonus. bonus. It's a bonus episode. I've got a boner, Jerry. <laughs> a boner. <laughs> bonus episode. And we hope that all of you have a boner after listening to this episode. Um, no, we do, we do not hope that. Do, do not have a boner. I, um, do. I, mean, I mean, definitely <laughs> listening to the dolphin butter part. <laughs> oh, if you, but if you're on the episode, you're very much allowed to have a boner. That's fine. Oh, thank you. you think oh, thank that, God. Like, yeah, dolphining is probably a kink. Uh, what eating dolphin pussy or no? When you when you smear butter on my belly and lick it off and oh. then say it's not you're doing what we did before the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll probably we'll probably unlock this one at some point because it's very it's thematically a great episode. I thought it was super fun, so uh, it'll be. But thank you, Temp, for now for subscribing to the Patreon. Sponsored you by Lurpak. You the are the bonus best of episode, all. Jerry. The bonus episode. You are the best of all hogs. Uh, goodbye. Bye. It's a Bye. Show. Bye. Sorry. Bye.